under communicate. If your speaker and microphone aren't working, you should be able to connect it from there. I see Laura just joined. Hi, everyone. Hey, Laura. Now, will we only be seeing the other members when each person is speaking? We won't be on the screen at the same time? On your end, you should be able to change your view to make it a side-by-side um, -side view. Okay. Um, I wonder how I do that. And that's up in the upper right-hand corner. Upper right hand court, minimize the panel. Um, I'm not seeing anything. Um, set up web preferences. So, um, Ina, up here, if you can see on my screen, it's going to look different on yours. There's this, this little oh. bar in the corner. Okay, do I want floating panel view or side-by-side? -side? You can toggle you can, through and see what you're most see, Yeah, with. see which looks best for you. Karen okay. uh, Neal, I did hear from um, committee, committee member, member Perez that she will not be attending tonight, just so you're aware. She, she did have... Uh, an emergency she had to go to. Nita, can you hear me? We can, Anne. Okay, I, I'm on my phone because <laughs> I can't hear you and I can't even, I couldn't chat back, so. Yeah, so if you want to use your screen and your laptop for visual and leave your op your phone open for audio, that'll work too. Others have done that okay. as well. Do you, have, do you have any clues as to how to make it work? It works on Zoom, so I don't know why it won't work here. Yeah, we can try to troubleshoot. Hi, Kitty. We can troubleshoot with you later and uh, maybe screen okay. share and show you the different buttons to see if we can help with that. Okay. And that is so far we have no applicant attendees yet. Okay. Um, Tim, do we know if the applicant for Willett Ranch will be joining us or? Um, I don't know. I, I assume uh, they would be. Okay. Um, Karen O'Neill, did you hear my uh, comment about committee member Perez? Uh, Rachel Prezel, yes. Um, Rachel Prezel, she, Okay, she did reach out to me, um, just let me know because she was concerned about getting in touch with one of us to find out if we'd have a quorum. 
Um, so she did let me know as well, and she did send along um, her comments on one of the items. Great. So I can just maybe read those into the record when the time comes um, for for the um, for the committee's consideration. Sure, that sounds great. Okay. okay. Um, I didn't know if she'd reached out to you, uh, either Ch Chair O'Neill, but I did talk to her about an hour ago. Okay, great. Thank you. And I apologize for misstating her last name. My apologies. <laughs> That's okay. Rachel, if you're watching, I'm sorry. I didn't want to uh, confuse our other committee members that we had a new one join without telling them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Antoinette, is Jared uh, out there as an attendee right now? Yes, Jared is an attendee. Okay, great. So Chair O'Neill, we have all of staff here and all of you that are gonna be here tonight on the committee. Uh, it looks like we don't have the applicant here. We're, we are unsure if they'll join or not. They haven't indicated okay. either way. Um, we can move up item number two, which is informational, if you want to do that first in hopes of waiting to see if they join, or we can move forward with the order of the agenda as presented. I leave that up to you. Um, I would recommend if the rest of the committee members are okay with it, reordering the agenda to see if they join, um, just because there may be comments, you know, for their consideration on the, um, panel and you know it would be nice to get their you know buy-in on any proposed changes sure if the committee wishes to do so we can do that okay do you need a, a motion or something to reorder it or is it just a matter of procedure it's just a matter of procedure starting the hearing in order and then um, just moving up the informational item first Okay. And then um, Antoinette, if we can move Tim down and Jared up. I could do that. Great. So I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Joan. Okay, great. Uh, everybody just bear with me as I'm not used to the uh, virtual format either. Um, I've participated in, but not um, been the chair of any such thing so far over this uh, unique time that we're in. So patience with me if I fumble through the agenda. Um, uh, good, e good evening or good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday, June 17th regular meeting of the Historic Preservation Committee. Um, Madam Clerk, can you please call the roll? Yes. Committee Member Mercer? Here. Committee Member Mueller? Here. Committee Member uh, Purzell is absent. Vice Chair Houston? Here. Chair O'Neill? Here. Great, we'll move on to public communications. This is the time we set aside for public communication to talk about any item that is not on tonight's agenda. Madam Clerk, is there anyone who would like to speak to us on an item not on the agenda? No, no one has indicated that they wish to speak. Okay. Great, uh, that means we can move on to our next item on the agenda and our consent calendar. We have one item, item one, approval of the HPC February 19th, 2020 meeting minutes. The recommended action is to approve it. Do we have any questions or comments on the minutes? Um, I believe the Ivy Lawn um, structure was not approved as presented. I believe we, I believe the terminology is, can we continued it? 
Is that correct? Yes, but as presented, um, it was not approved by this committee. Just bringing up, I have a lot of tabs open. Sorry, I'm just bringing up the minutes. Is there, um, is there a statement to revise to that effect? I'm looking at it now. We committee had suggestions. Mm -hmm. Dome was in question by the committee as um, whether you know really fit in aesthetic the other buildings. Um, but the architect wants to review and resubmit, as I recall. Yeah, so I think the motion was to continue the project to a date uncertain. Yes. Um, so it, the minutes don't read that it was approved. So I think it's accurate as written. Oh, they don't? Maybe, okay, my eyeballs are failing, failing me. Uh, the recommended action from staff, I bet that's what you saw. It does say recommendation approved construction. But then under the actual summary of the um, speakers and the motion, it's a motion to continue to a date uncertain. Thank you for your clarification. Yeah, it, it is confusing because you do see the recommendation there too. Yeah. Um, so then the motion to continue is what, what carried. I think, I think it's accurate. Okay, in that case, I, I believe it's accurate as well. Okay, great. Um, do we have any other questions or comments on the minutes or a motion to approve? Um, I don't see anybody raising their hand. So I'm going to, I'll make a motion to approve the minutes. Um, okay. Great. I will second. Okay. Can we have a roll call vote? Yes, this is the time to vote on the approval of the minutes. Uh, committee member Mercer? Yes. Committee member Mueller? Yes. Committee member Priscilla is absent. Vice Chair Houston? I was not at that meeting, so I can't vote. Chair O'Neill. Uh, yes. So I believe in the case like this, three votes is enough to pass, correct? It is. Okay. It, it, it's a, a, a motion carries. Right, motion carries. Then it's approved. So yes, as we discussed, we are going to reorder the agenda. Unless Sir, Chair O'Neill, the applicant has joined. So if oh, you okay. like to um, go in the order of the agenda as presented, we can do that now. The applicant is here. Okay, great. Let's do that then. Um, let's keep it simple. So thank you for letting me know. With that, we will move on to our formal item, which is item number two, project 12828, the Willett Ranch Historic Preservation Design Review at 181 Klamath Street. Um, do any committee members have any ex parte communications on this project? I do not. Okay, I'm seeing none. So um, I believe we now will have a presentation from staff. Yes, thank you. Um, everyone can hear me? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is a hearing for approval of an interpretive sign to be installed in a public park in the Solana Heights development. Uh, next slide. So a brief history, um, all of the houses to the east and southeast of that highlighted parcel that you see are part of the housing development called Solana Heights. Uh, this development was built on the remaining 23 acres of a 
ranch that was farmed by the Willett family for about 100 years, starting in 1874. Um, this, uh, this development was approved just a few years ago. Uh, the current owner is Lennar Homes. And there were originally four structures on the ranch uh, that were associated uh, uh, with the ranch that the family used. When Solana Heights was going through the approval process, uh, initially it was determined that the structures could be demolished um, after being documented and that an interpretive panel would be installed um, in the site regarding Willett Ranch. Uh, the structures ended up being saved pursuant to a settlement agreement and were actually landmarked last year. So that's what you see on the screen there uh, labeled as the landmark. Uh, the interpretive panel that we're looking at today, however, that originally came from the mitigation measures uh, for Solana Heights. It was reiterated in the settlement agreement as well, but the interpretive panel is about the history of Willett Ranch, about the Willett family. It's not uh, an interpretive panel about the landmark structures. So I just wanted to make that clear. Um, next slide. Uh, but of course, the the landmark was part of Willett Ranch. Uh, so the sign, the the star that you see below it, is being placed on a location so that when you're reading the sign, uh, you are facing the structures. Uh, next slide. Uh, so just FYI. Uh, because I know some of the some of the HPC members uh, weren't around when this was landmarked. These are three of the, the structures that were landmarked. Um, next slide. So several several locations were considered um, for the interpretive panel. Uh, might be small on your screen. They're the uh, little blue triangles. Uh, the the final location was decided upon because it won't interfere with uh, use of the park at all. Uh, it wouldn't be an imposition uh, on the landmark itself because those buildings are going to be sold as a single family home. People will be living in them, um, but it'll still be uh, prominent and easy to find for anyone uh, entering the development or using the park. Uh, next slide. So the sign is designed by Hunt Design, Pasadena, uh, Wayfinding and Interpretive Signs uh, are their business. Uh, they've done work for uh, about 40 different cities, 30 different uh, educational institutions, about 20 museums, uh, 30 some odd parks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you may have seen their work around, uh, for instance, Santa Barbara Museum of Art um, or downtown LA. Um, or possibly uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. They have some work as well. Uh, next slide. So the content of the sign is derived from uh, historic resource groups work. Uh, they did the landmark nomination. So that's where the, the data uh, and the history comes from. Um, and there are many different ways that that this sign could be done. Uh, this is uh, uh, Design's specialty. Staff feels that it, it does a good job of uh, conveying 
the, the story of the Willett family and the Willett Ranch and uh, tying it into uh, agricultural history of Ventura in general. Um, and this is made of uh, porcelain enamel. That's the standard for these sort of signs. It's the most durable material. Uh, next slide. So here's uh, just some photos to show you about where it's going to be. Uh, it would be that blue square there placed in the planter. Uh, again, when you're reading it, you'll be facing the landmark structures. And next slide. Uh, just another view, so you're familiar with where it is. It's on the, uh, it's bordered by the sidewalk and then it's in the planter. So it's not going to interfere with any sort of uh, pedestrian activity or park activities. Uh, next slide. Again, there's a blue square, just another view that will give you the lay of the land. And next slide. And then a red arrow is pointing out approximately where it will be. And this is really the, the only sort of view where it's, it's not obvious. It's, uh, it's in a prominent location. Um, anyone using the park will know it's there. Um, in fact, uh, driving in to the development, uh, it'll probably be noticeable as well. Next slide. And so staff uh, requests or recommends that the HPC Prove the sign and the location of it. And that is the presentation. Great, thank you. Um, do committee members have questions of staff? I have a question. Okay. Uh, and this is Paul Muller. Um, I'm not real familiar with the construction of signs. The people who've done it seem to know what they're about. Uh, but what would be the resistance of this sign uh, to say something like graffiti or what would be the procedure for cleanup or remediation or maintenance? Well, since this will be uh, in a public park, that's a city owned park, it'll be the city's responsibility to, uh, uh, to maintain it. Uh, these are, I believe, uh, porcelain enamel. That's something that you can uh, clean paint off of. It's uh, you know, it's a very, it's a very uh, durable baked on material. Um, and the same with the supports, that's a, um, um, you know, that's, that's a baked on coating, uh, not just a, uh, um, not just a, uh, I forget the term, um, it's a durable coating. <laughs> but um, it's, this is, this is the industry standard. There is basically no better material for, for an interpretive panel. Other questions of staff? No. I have one or two. Um, one is just if you know if um, there were historic photos considered for use rather than a current photo of the structures there that's not very uh, flattering. Uh, there really are no historic photos. Okay. Um, and my other question, uh, Paul actually uh, asked my question on maintenance, so thank you, Paul. Um, oh, my other question is just because it is a new, uh, you know, project to some of us. Are there other mitigation measures, and is there a time frame for those, or is it uh, just a sign? No, this this would be the the last uh, mitigation measure. There, 
the the uh, settlement agreement um, required that the buildings be moved to their current location and that they be submitted for um, landmark status. Okay. Uh, wh whether or not they were landmarked, you know, was wasn't part. It was just submitted sure. for landmark status. They were landmarked. And part of the settlement agreement is if landmark, then they would build act contract would be applied for. And that would be the final, the final part of the settlement agreement. And that would be, that would be, that would be it. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that context. Um, uh, does the applicant, if there are no any other questions, I'm sorry, I should ask one more time. Are there any other questions of staff? I have sure. one question. Okay. Great. I was pointing out that uh, committee member Houston was raising her hand. Thank you. I'm getting, like I said, just getting used to this. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to ask if you can go back to the slide of the, the sign. Is there any particular reason um, that certain uh, sentences or whatever are highlighted in green and yellow? Um, or is that just part of the visual? That's that's a design choice. That's that's a technique that's that's used um, just to uh, because if you think of uh, you know just someone casually walking by and you know they look at this and they're like I don't have time to read this whole thing. The you know the uh, the highlighted portions stick out that's why that's why you know there's a use of um um you know for instance one of the sentences is is uh you know enlarged and takes up you know over half the panel and uh that that's why to accommodate you know just people casually looking at it um, but also serve people who you know want to read the entire thing okay thank you I was muted, but I see you raising your hand, committee, me committee member Muller. Please go ahead. Well, uh, I'd like to make a comment, uh, and uh, I feel a little uh, silly doing this because whenever I get done with a project and I turn it in, and someone says, "You know, I don't like the wording in some of this," uh, you know, you you don't feel like that's uh, the time to do it. But I'm going to press ahead anyway. Uh, the very bottom paragraph. Uh, it does seem to. Um, speak to the idea of agriculture and ranches in the area. But um, I would have rather seen uh, a narrative that, that kind of drew it into the, the historical setting uh, of that area at that time. Uh, you know, you, you drive up the avenue now and it's very industrial. And you, you would think it's always been that way, but in fact, the avenue was all ranches at one point and uh, you, you kind of have to know that when you read this to, to be able to see it. So uh, I know that's a kind of an indistinct and, uh, you know, uh, kind of mushy uh, criticism, but um, maybe, you know, maybe if this comes up for historical review on the buildings or something, we can address that, but that, that would just be a comment. Okay, um, I think we need to hear if the, if the applicant has a presentation, I think we will have further discussion and some edits just like you're bringing up now. Um, after that, but does the applicant have a presentation or would like to speak? Laura, I uh, moved you. 
and you are now unmuted. So Laura Jansen, you should be able to speak. Laura, are you able to hear us and speak? If you are speaking, we can't hear you. Yeah, we still can't hear. Laura, are you able to turn on your camera? There we go. Okay, we can see you now. We can see you, but we can't hear you. And now, now it looks like the mute button is on. We can see the little mute. Maybe if that can be clicked off, we'll be able to hear. No, still, still can't hear. Hmm. You may be having the same issues as committee member Houston. Looks like we're uh, switching to the phone, so we will we'll pause for a minute while we see if we can get the audio. And Laura Jansen, up in the upper left-hand corner, there's a communicate button, and from there you can then uh, connect your speaker, microphone. Let me make sure it's all connected and recognized. It's under the communications tab. Um, under audio speaker. Well, now we see that the visual mute button again is 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 pressed. So maybe if we try turning that off again in the app or in the, I guess in the app, you can see the little red mute now next to your name. Nope, still can't hear. Yeah, we still can't hear you. Okay, so what do we recommend here? Um, we we could have Laura leave the meeting and try rejoining and see when she rejoins if her computer devices will work. Okay, yes, maybe we should do that so we don't have to switch gears. 
That's okay, Laura. The, the joys of virtual meetings. Yeah, if you want to leave the event and then rejoin, and that may solve some of the issues. Okay, and Laura's rejoined, so I'm going to move you back up to be a panelist and we'll see if communications will work. So, Laura, I moved you back up to a panelist, so you should be able to turn your camera on and to be able to try speaking since so we can hear you. We can see you. Cannot hear you. Laura, do you have another device like a cell phone or a tablet that you could try? You're trying on your cell phone? Okay. Right. Um, uh, committee member Houston had the same issue and, and joined through audio on a phone. Or if you need that telephone number, put your hand up and I can I can repeat the telephone number and access code. Okay, so you're gonna call 408-418-9300. 
3388 and the access code Yeah, I can see you have a phone. Okay. Laura, is that you on the phone? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so bizarre because I, I, could, I was following the whole meeting on my phone and I could hear you all. Um, but you couldn't hear me. No. <laughs> on my end, I have the call in user muted. I just now oh. unmuted you. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you have a presentation or would like to? Uh, yeah. No, I don't have a presentation. <laughs> um, Is there anything you want to add to the staff report? Um, not really. I mean, Tim did a, a really great job of, um, I mean, anything, everything he said is everything, you know, we've just, we actually discussed earlier, you know, when this sort of started on this project for the interpretive panel um, and he had questions for me and we discussed it um, so he's covered everything okay. um, we did not have any historic photographs I know that was um, it was kind of a shame for us as well because we had a placeholder for um, one and uh, we just never never could find one although um, we I mean these are not historic even though they're black yeah. and white um, but we kind of wanted to get some photos of the family but we couldn't that was just something we couldn't uh, Ever. So, unfortunately, that but we did look into it. Okay. And I can't remember. Were there other any other questions I have that I could answer? We probably will have some, or some, you know, or, or as um, committee member Mueller had some ideas uh, for maybe some text edits. Um, but I I think we need to ask if there's any public comment on the item first. There is no one that's indicated that wishes to speak on the item utilizing the chat. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, um, so that takes care of the public hearing, I believe, portion. Um, and we are able to go into discussion. If, Laura, if you're, you know, able to, uh, you know, answer questions or respond, that would be great as we deliberate. Because um, there may be uh, questions that come up in addition to those we have already raised to staff. Um, so let's, I guess, get into discussion. I'm gonna try and watch for people waving their hands as much as I can here, <laughs> wishing to speak. Um, and, and committee member Muller, you sort of kicked off our discussion a little bit already with your comment on the, the 
the um, segment on just general agriculture in the county, not so much tied to the site. I think that was the gist, right? Chair O'Neill, before we move into discussion, yes. do you want to see if there's any members of the public uh, that would like to speak on the item and then close the public hearing? I did ask and oh, the I answer was no, no request to speak. Has that changed? No, I'm sorry. I missed that. I apologize. Oh, no, that's okay. I, you never know if they come in late and somebody, somebody may have, asked, have submitted something. So, um, so assuming no public comment, then we, we can continue with the discussion. I think Paul's note was on the um, sort of lack of connection of the agricultural history portion to the site itself. Is that that sum it up? Exactly. Okay. It, it's a it's a great tribute to the Willits family and their efforts, you know, in in this ranch over over the you know the decades that uh, they they operated it. But uh, I just thought that it might be um, uh, more uh, more interesting, <laughs> or at any rate, more historically significant to place it in the context of Ventura's history. At one time, the entire Ventura Avenue area was agricultural. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe all the way down to Main Street. Uh, and you know, to look at it today, uh, you wouldn't know that. And so, something that identifies the uh, the period as an agricultural one, uh, you know, somewhere in that bottom paragraph where it talks about uh, the Willits may be the last of an important era in California history. That kind of hints at what I'm I'm getting at, but maybe just a more declarative statement in it. Just just a short, a short sentence would probably suffice. Okay, great. Um, do other committee members? Would other committee members like to offer discussion? Uh, uh, Vice Chair Houston. Um, well, in response to Paul's comment, I did notice that about the avenue and that there used to be orchards and farms along the avenue. Um, but my comment uh, was more, and it's probably minor and petty, but on the, the green on the far right um, column, the second paragraph and then the highlighted um, sentence at the bottom, Ventura County's agriculture has prospered for over 150 years. I think that refers to back to Ventura becoming a county around, I think it was 1870. But before that, the mission um, had agriculture. So um, it sort of doesn't take that into account. That's a good point. So, um, okay, uh, let's keep the discussion going and see if we may just have some recommendations for them to, you know, maybe to add as conditions of approval that some of these things be refined and maybe approved by staff um, as edits to the text. So let's let's see if there's other comments to that effect. I have some that um, committee member Prezel provided, for example, as well. Um, committee member Mercer, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, but I think that um, Anne's comment um, is, is a good one. And so that goes back a little bit farther and to tie it into, yeah, the, the mission and there's, that's when the agricultural um, boom started. Um, yeah. I mean, I think these could be handled in fairly minor ways on um, both, both um, committee member Muller and Vice Chair Houston's comments in terms of just some 
minor refinements of the language um, in the basically in the green box is what we're looking at for those edits. Um, I'm going to just, if it's all right, look at uh, what um, Committee Member Purzel sent. She had some questions. He had a question that's similar to myself on the photograph, the sort of photograph, and we have that answered. Um, the other are, there she has, I think, sent three minor text edits. Um, I'm going to figure out a way to maybe do them briefly and put them in the record briefly here so that I don't have to read all of the text out loud. Um, one second. I think, I mean, they're simple things just for consideration. Um, like in the, in the very last uh, section in the green box where it says, but as good as the soil is, she just thought it might be stronger without the but. For example, it's things like that. Um, they, I'll just read them. The other one is, uh, the first edit is in the sentence that begins with the region's excellent soil and weather. And she just thought it might be stronger to add led to the development of many other orchards rather than just too many other orchards. Um, and farms along Ventura Avenue, which covered nearly two miles. So a little bit of language added at the end of the sentence and then the the last one was uh related to sorry i just want to summarize it Let's see here um the part beginning with before his death in 1915 jack lillowitz subdivided the ranch uh the next sentence she had suggested that it might be instead of from the back of the ranch to near ventura avenue where he lived with his wife it might be from the rear of the ranch closer to Ventura Avenue. Um, so it's literally just like a word here or there for consideration. Um, it's not substantive, but I wanted to do her the service of reading those into the record. Um, not content related, just uh, some text edits for consideration. So that was her comments on the item. Um, I, you know, I'll have mine now since it's my turn, I guess. Um, I think it's very nice. You know, nice design. It's a shame we can't have any better photos of the houses. You know, the proper the pieces that remain. But sometimes you you have to work with what you what you've got. But I think it's nice. It's clear. I think the location is ideal because you can read it while looking at the properties. So I'm happy, very happy with the location um, of the of the sign in relation to the historic buildings. Um, I would support the just some consideration to maybe the minor refinements and touching on the, you know, tying the green box a little closer to um, agriculture and the avenue. I know it's referenced elsewhere, but I think it's worth worth taking another look and seeing if we're talking too broadly about Ventura County on the panel, especially considering that uh, Vice Chair Houston's comment is also related to, you know, you're talking about county history when you only go back 150 years and we look at the city, we could go back a little bit further. Um, so I think it's worth, my, my opinion is we would approve with a condition that these, these comments be taken into consideration um, and, and maybe have some minor text edits made by the applicant and they would be, it would be fine with me if the revisions were just reviewed by staff because I don't have any substantive changes to add. So I would like to hear from other members of the committee if they think that's appropriate or not. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
uh, it would seem we have um, more than just my comment to consider. And if they'll, there's going to be even one revision, there could be three. So, um, you know, with some um, advice to go back and, and have it reviewed for the text uh, that we pointed out and have staff review it, I think that would be an acceptable uh, condition. Okay. Um, so maybe I can try to make it into a motion um, and maybe staff can help me with what the condition would be, but it would basically be, I uh, would move approval of the sign and placement locations with the condition that the comments provided herein at this meeting be taken into consideration for some text edits to the narrative and that those would be approved at the staff level. That was a great job. You don't okay, need their assistance. Okay, close enough. Okay, great. Um, so that is my motion. And do we have a second? Yes, I'll second. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> okay, uh, seconded by committee member Muller. And uh, we need a roll call vote. Committee member Mercer? Yes. Committee member Mueller? Yes. Uh, Committee member Crystal's absent. Vice Chair Houston? Yes. Chair O'Neill? Yes. That motion carries. Okay, thank you so much. It really is a nice presentation. Um, okay, so the next item on the agenda, we have communications from staff. Um, it's number item number three, citywide historic content statement survey update. And I believe staff will give a presentation. Jared, we can't hear you. Jared, we can't hear you. No. We can hear you now. <laughs> Is that better? Yes. Okay, sorry about that. No problem, thanks, Jared. Detangled myself here. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Chair O'Neill, members of the Historic Preservation Committee. Um, since the Historic Preservation Committee was established in the 1970s, uh, we've had a goal of identifying our cultural and architectural themes throughout the city. Um, in 1983, there was a study of the downtown and west side areas with the cultural 1983 Cultural Heritage Survey. Uh, the downtown was then updated and followed up in 2007 with the, in conjunction with the downtown specific plan. The west side area was then updated in 2011 with the west side community plan effort. And other properties have come in on an individual basis when they are either part of a development or they're going through their own landmark process. Um, but the, the, this entire time, there's been frustration uh, community-wide uh, from the HPC and staff included that we've had no citywide historic survey. Um, the current requirement of looking at properties on this case-by-case -case basis is time-consuming and confusing for property owners and staff members and the HPC. And so it wasn't a surprise in 2016, HPC requested the Community Development Department to, to move forward with preparing a, a citywide 
historic survey. Um, however, uh, there was no funding at that time. Funding was finally secured last July, and we immediately set out a request for a proposal. And then um, following that in December, council approved a contract with, with the historic resources group um, for the citywide survey. Uh, so HRG, which I think most of you are familiar with, uh, it's based out of Pasadena, Pasadena um, archi architects, uh, architectural historians, planners, um, with prior work in the city. Um, they are working on the, which had the scope of work has been um, broken up into two parts. So there's phase one, which is the historic context statement. And that's primarily going to involve reconnaissance field work um, and public engagement. And so with that, we're, we would uh, follow the chronological development of the city, identify different property types and character defining features, and then develop those into themes. Um, near the end of that phase one, which was originally planned to take a year, uh, that effort, that first part would be taking the HPC uh, before moving on to phase two, which would be primarily the historic survey portion. And then that is primarily field work and research. Um, and, and then at the conclusion of that, that would also be brought back to HPC before finally um, being um, brought to council for uh, finalization of that. Um, archeological uh, portion of the survey is, is not a part of this effort at this time. Um, that still is accomplished through um, developments as they come through their process and through um, conditioning, standard conditioning that we, we put on projects. Um, and, uh, and so it really is at this point, uh, focusing on the built environment and trying to establish that sort of baseline. Um, once the contract was finalized, HRG and staff was it were able to meet once um, to kind of kick off meeting. We were in the middle of scheduling a, a reconnaissance uh, tour of the city before the COVID-19 pandemic interrupted. And um, we are currently rescheduling the tour for uh, next month, if all goes well. And, and then the other part that was interrupted was um, the public engagement portion. And so we're currently looking for ways that public engagement can be um, accomplished um, and, and maybe it doesn't look the way we originally thought. So that's, that's being worked on as well. Obviously the, the timelines of phase one and phase two, each taking um, a year each um, has to be relooked at um, as well of how each uh, part of the scope gets accomplished. But um, the goal is to create that historic baseline that we haven't had. And, and you know, it's really by looking at the city from, from today, uh, like a snapshot in time. So we do anticipate that there will be a need for periodic updates um, in the future. Um, but um, this will be a great tool for the city to be able to guide our future decisions. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have questions of staff? Uh, Committee Member Muller? 
Well, I, you know, in the report you submitted, which is very detailed, uh, there is a timeline and, uh, you know, a kind of a critical path uh, chart. Apparently that's changed with the COVID. Uh, could you update us on what you think the uh, projections are going to be for uh, these various milestones uh, in general terms? How much of a delay do you think it will amount to? That's a good question. Uh, committee member uh, Mueller, um, I think it's a little hard to give a uh, educated answer to that right now. They they haven't stopped working. They've done. Um, they are working with everything they can, uh, and waiting to add the components of the public engagement part um, and the, the the actual field work into it. So um, my last conversation with them, they are working on the context. Um, and normally they would they give us a draft of that um, with all the public engagement part, uh, part of it. At this point, they're going to go forward and give us a draft without that portion. So at least we can, we can keep working on it and, and try to catch up. So there are some ports where parts where we'll be able to catch up and try to make up for some of the lost time. Um, but, it, you know, not knowing how next month or three months from now, if we're, if we're back to normal yet or not, it, it's a little hard to tell. Okay. Uh, Vice Chair Houston. Uh, so I just want to make sure I understand the first time that they would actually come to the HPC would be when they finished the historic context part. So they, we would, yes, we, they would bring the draft of the, of the historic context to you for um, uh, presenting that to you and then receiving feedback from the HPC at that time. But there is a lot of public engagement between now and then. So if, um, it, it, it won't be in a vacuum that they're working. They will be getting a lot of um, feedback from, they'll be uh, meeting with the San Buena uh, Conservancy, uh, Ventura Conservancy, and, um, uh, and other people who are interested in historic preservation at that time. So um, I, it won't be, um, I, I, I'm hoping there won't be any surprises by that time, by the time we get there. I could also add, um, the this effort is being done in concert with uh, the general plan update. So HRG is the consultant that's on the historic survey, but they're also the consultant that's on our general plan update, effort, which is um, an update of our 2005 general plan. It's going to look at the entire city in all aspects of it in terms of climate action plan, um, resiliency, circulation, housing, land uses, and our historic resources. That's going to have a large part of public engagement too. We, we purposely picked the same consultants on both efforts because we wanted them to be in concert and that when we go out and talk to the community that we're not separating the dialogue. And so some of this also is gonna run in parallel and on track with that general plan effort so that the, the context of the community's responses on historic preservation are all also folded in with growth, housing, um, and 
resources in our community. Um, so that's also a factor that we're taking into consideration. That consultant team is also re-looking at their public engagement and how we approach it in this time. And I think both are gonna kind of mirror each other and try to encompass that all together. Um, so when that's, when that's done, our hope is then to come back to you um, with the context of this is how we've been talking to the community, this is the feedback they've given, and this is kind of a context statement in relation with, with all of that information. If that helps with, with more clarity. Committee Member Muller. Well, I have another question along those lines. It seems we're gonna get uh, drafts and, and bits and pieces as this unfolds, uh, and that'll be helpful. My question is, at what point do, uh, does any of this have standing uh, for the committee in terms of making decisions on, on things that we would have to face you know, every month or uh, at our regular meetings? Can we cite some of these preliminary or, or uh, initial um, findings as, as part of uh, our decision making? Not until the document is adopted. So it will, once it's all put together, it will go through an adoption process where it will go through your committee for review and there will be drafts that come before you before then. And then it'll move on to city council for adoption to become a codified document. At that point, then it can be referenced and used as a tool for this committee. Okay, well, that's helpful because we'll be looking at it, but at the same time, we, we need to, to uh, abide by the city council's final approval. Okay, additional questions of staff? Um, I don't have any uh, questions to, to add um, or comments. Very clear what the process is, and it's clear why things have, um, you know, aren't going exactly according to plan. So I think it's all understandable and at least is still moving forward. So. Thank you. I appreciate the update. In fact, if it were, there was none on the agenda, that was going to be my question. Can we have an update at the next meeting? So thanks for getting ahead of the question. Thank you. And we will continue to keep you apprised of this effort as well as the overall general plan effort. You will be invited, you know, you are welcome to participate as public too in the engagement process. And we can keep you apprised of everything that unfolds in, in that regard too. Thank you. I did, I did see committee member Houston raise her hand as well. You had an additional question. Oh, please. Yes, please. Thanks. I, I, this is related, but it's sort of in um, a takeoff on member Muller's question, because my understanding is that the West side survey, at least, and maybe the other downtown one were never adopted by the city council um, and yet we use them because we have nothing else, um, so it, which is a problematic thing. I think that San Buenaventura Conservancy has brought that up in the past. I, I, yeah, I can comment on that. The, the West Side Community um, Historic Survey um, was done in conjunction with the West Side Community uh, effort, which never was completed. So it would have been um, part of that effort that got um, completed by council. Um, it is still, we still use it as a tool, um, but we, it, it, as developments come through, they have to do their own 
um, uh, investigation and analysis uh, concerning historic resources on that case by case basis still, but um, it still has a lot of useful information that we, we use on a daily basis. Committee member Mercer, I see your hand. <laughs> Thank you. Um, especially during these times when we're, we can't get closer together and we're somewhat limited, uh, how do you plan to go about getting public input? Um, I'm sure it'll be on the city website and stuff, but local papers. What can you share with me about that? Uh, thank you, committee member Mercer. Uh, that's what they're exploring right now. And um, the, the general plan consultant team, which also includes HRG, is putting together a new engagement plan, basically pivoting because the original engagement was pop-ups and going to events and going to the community councils. There, there is going to be still some of that going on and stakeholder meetings and things of that nature, but they are, uh, it, our engagement now will be obviously a lot more virtual and a lot more digital. And so uh, we will be relying on virtual meetings. We'll be relying on a lot of um, advertisement videos, uh, email blasts, mailers, things of that nature. Um, and we've been talking through that. Um, the consultant team that we've hired for the general plan update is also doing that for several other communities right now in the um, state. And they've had a lot of success in, in that approach. Um, and so they're learning and gleaning from what's been working, working in other places too, and kind of um, fine tuning that with our needs to see how we do it here in Ventura. We've actually been seeing on most of our uh, public hearings, we're getting more engagement than we ever have in the past with people joining virtually, commenting. And so um, I think there is benefit to the, the virtual where people wouldn't necessarily have um, had the time to come to an in-person meeting. They feel more able to join a virtual meeting on their home and engage. And so our hopes is that helps in, in capturing a lot of public participation. Thank you. I know I, it's, it's really challenging. Um, given that, that kind of brings to mind for me, we have an older population that have been here for their entire lives. And it, I'm a little concerned they may not have access or the knowledge to take part virtually um could there be a plan b some kind of plan for this kind of input uh, you know paper they deal with better yeah one of the ideas is to do mailers in all of the utility billing and sending out information and allowing people to comment not just joining a meeting but in writing email calling us on the phone and giving their input we can certainly send on information um, we'll, we'll do whatever we can given the current circumstances and as um, as it is as measures relax and we're able to um, be in contact more and more in person, we will look at incorporating in uh, in person meetings as well. Now I can see your hand. Yeah. <laughs> um. I just want to, I guess this is a, an Andy question. Um, 
are there any sideboards on us as committee members communicating with um, about any information we want to share or I mean, is that considered ex parte communication or how do we deal with that? Yeah, I would, um, I would recommend that you not engage in those types of conversations. It would be better to occur, those conversations to occur at a public meeting. I mean, certainly welcome to um, let people know when events are coming up. If there's a, um, some kind of virtual pop-up or whatever, um, certainly let them know that. But as far as um, getting out there and, and discussing maybe your thoughts or your opinions, uh, that would probably be something you'd want to stay away from. If you do want to talk about it with the consultants, we were absolutely going to have opportunities where we'll schedule something on the agenda and uh, have our consultants present to give information and you guys to provide your input. Um, if, if you want to provide input to them on the process or the things they've come up with, um, you, you can do that in a public forum and we will provide the opportunity to do so. Would we be able to do that, say at a, a community council meeting for our neighborhood or, or better not to? Better not to, because it will be coming right. forward for your action. Yeah. Okay, so any other outside committee is definitely a bad idea. Yeah, well, yes. you can you can attend those meetings if you want, as long as there's not a majority of the committee members at that meeting. Uh, but I would strongly suggest that you not, um, that probably that you not speak, um, not certainly not communicate your opinions or your thoughts on the matter. Um, not only do we want to steer clear of any potential conflicts of interest, but we want the perception to the public to be that this process is completely above board and uh, that, that their role is just as important as anyone else's. Uh, and we don't want to suggest that there's backroom dealing or, or predisposition of opinions um, before all the public comments have been, have been submitted and considered. I think the, um, the idea of having an item where we can give, uh, you know, data or something that we might have on the record is a good idea, you know, earlier, sooner, you know, earlier in the process rather than later. Not opinions, but just there might be members of the committee have to offer that could help in terms of research or properties or whatever, um, not coming to conclusions on them, but, you know, public um, getting information to the right people, I guess. Absolutely. And once we're able to do um, the the city tour with them and um, have some initial public engagement. We're happy to put it on the agenda, bring the consultants and, and present some thoughts and let you give them any information that you guys have that you think will be beneficial in their efforts to put together this survey. That was kind of what I had in mind in, in the mini walks that I'm now taking around the neighborhood and I'm east of Mills. So it's not an area, I mean, it's 60s and 70s around here, but there's the occasional farmhouse that's tucked away in a little tract and that sort of thing. And I just think it would be helpful to point out to them that there are certain 
or, you know, a modernist house that's out there in another on a street that mostly 70s houses, um, that that it would be good for, for them to consider. And so I just am wondering when the opportunity might be for us to do something like that. Sure. Um, so we are looking at a time in July to do that city tour. And then our consultant team is right now putting together an engagement plan for us to reconsider. So um, I think probably late summer would be when we would be um, have some more information based on their, their initial research and some early um, uh, information they've been able to gather. And so we'll, when we have an, enough to bring forward to you for discussion, we will absolutely agenda. Thank you. Um, okay, I don't see any other hands raised, so I think we're probably concluding this discussion for now. Um, are there any other items that staff or the committee wishes to discuss at this time before we adjourn the meeting? Any updates of interest? Uh, if, if I may, Chair, Chair O'Neill. Um, Thank you all for our first successful virtual meeting. I know there was some bumps, but um, thank you for your patience as we work through that. Just so you're aware of upcoming agendas, um, we will be canceling the Ju July 1st uh, hearing as we don't have any items ready for um, your action at that time, but we will be holding the July 15th hearing. We do have a project for your consideration um, for you at that hearing. and. We will work with the city clerk's office in, in um, looking at uh, sending out a reminder the week of or the week before um, that hearing, just so you're aware. You obviously will receive your agenda packets and information um, as usual, but we will send that additional reminder. That's the post I have. Thank you. Okay, great. All right, well, I guess with that, we can adjourn the meeting, so I will declare the meeting adjourned. That's what my notes tell me to do. So thanks everyone. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Net, oh, Netta, are you still there? Can you stay can. on and help, um, help me see if I can make this work? <laughs> sure. Um, Antoinette, are you able to stay on as well? I'll stop sharing. Yes, I can stay on. Okay. So it, I noticed you said click the communicate thing for the other one and audio connection, would that work? Yes. Yes. Okay. So it says I called into the meeting. So if I disconnect that or should I do switch audio or use computer for audio? I would. Try that. Yeah, try, try use computer for audio. Yeah, we can't hear you now that you've switched. Um, also, click on your the speaker microphone and camera options and see if your microphone is um, the microphone through your